0: Happy Wednesday, everybody.
1: Happy Wednesday.
0: Well, we're back after a brief hiatus.
1: Whew.
0: Life is really hard. Yeah. yeah. And we don't get paid to do this. We just really <laughs> like it. But <laughs> when things go off the rails, man, they go off the rails.
1: Yeah, a little impromptu, but you know. We're, we're back.
0: We're we're banking on your generosity and love for our voices. <laughs> Honestly.
1: Uh yes.
0: Yeah. Um so let's just let's just get into it, Mark.
1: Yes, dear.
0: What is your pet peeve for this week?
1: So there's always a like a theme and I think the theme often <laughs> has to do with like just respect for other human beings. And this one is about this um I was actually in the cafe at the gym. Uh-huh. Um doing some work and in came a family mm-hmm. and uh, two three kids, um, basically two older children, five and six, I would assume, and okay. one uh, effectively you know infant toddlers, about ten eleven months i would assume okay. Right? Okay. They, they sit down, they start eating about ten seconds in the youngest starts completely having a total meltdown now as someone With a toddler who has meltdowns, I can empathize. Absolutely. Where my empathy went away (laughs) is when the parent that was at this table decided to completely ignore (laughs) the little one. And it went on for four to five minutes. And the other kids didn't react in a negative way. So it must be just normal for them to ignore this Complete total screaming, whipping about the chair, child. Um, and I was just like, <laughs>
0: your like, face
1: right now. Holy shit, the level of like disrespect, you know, for everyone else in that area. I, so that's my pet peeve.
0: I am inclined to agree, and only because.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I mean, now that i now that i understand the unpredictability of a small human yes, right like 100%. for sure my level of empathy has grown because truly there's so much that's not in your control and other people think that it's all in your control <laughs> and you're
1: like you have control of nothing
0: you're like trust me if i could <laughs> if there was another choice i would make the other choice right so i do i do understand that however if if this person was truly not addressing their child's screams at all, number one, I feel bad for the baby. Yes. Because that sucks. Yep. Um, And there's stuff around like nervous system and responsiveness and all of these things, right? Without judging the parent. But also just like if, if your kid is freaking out where people eat and work and take their calls and like, you know, all that kind of stuff, then maybe you should leave the room until your kid is calm. Do you know what I mean? Like if Zion is freaking out, we're either going home or we're going to take a walk or, you know what I mean? Like we're going to do something to change his state. Yep. I'm at least going to try. Yep. And, and then if it, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you have to try.
1: And, and I, and I think that last piece is probably the, the uh, biggest piece that I left out, which is if there, if I observed some type of earnest attempt, Yeah, right. Yeah. to like soothe the child Reason with the child. <laughs> right, reason, right? reason
0: with the 10 month old. Yep. <laughs> I get whatever it. Whatever it might be. Uh-huh. Um,
1: again, I would have more patience. Yeah. But it was the kind of complete aloofness of the situation or to this individual That's surroundings. Annoying. That's annoying. That I think is just completely and utterly disrespectful.
0: And very uncommon, too, because most parents. Yes. Because kids are going ape shit in that cafe oh my all my God, the all time. All the time. All the time. And it's funny. And it's so funny. <laughs> right. And. I would say, since we've been going to that gym, most parents are like, "Please sit down, <laughs> please find your chair, please eat your snack, please stop screaming, get off of that, whatever." Right? Uh, like uh, people yes. are people That's are on it. Thing, so yes. it probably, I'm sure, it stood out for you. Yeah, it did. Um, as like you know, um, <sighs> I but I appreciate it. that. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. How about you, baby?
0: Um, actually, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and be the employee that literally everyone hates my pet peeve is for down under for my for my job <laughs> okay. I'm gonna publicly say that um okay. i so i know of like one coworker who listens to this podcast so hopefully no one else does but if they do maybe maybe something will get solved um no my pet peeve is so last night i was teaching we're recording this on a tuesday so i was teaching my monday night class in the south end, and for whatever reason, the HVAC system uh, wasn't working properly. So I'm teaching a strength and conditioning class, and when I start the class, um, a yoga class had just let out, so the room was uh, around 78 degrees. I flip the air on. The room cools down to 74, which in my opinion still isn't cool enough, but like it's on its way, right? But then... It just, I'm teaching and I'm I'm just like starting to like kind of drip sweat and I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? It's feeling humid. It feels like Jersey in the summertime, and so I walk over to the thermostat and it had gone back up to seventy eight oh and climbing. And so I go get the front desk and I'm like, hey, like the heat, it's hot. <laughs> please, please help. The kids are not okay, and um. They come in and they're like, okay, I think I fixed it. The temperature should start to go down. The temperature never went down. So we did strength and conditioning in like an 80-something degree oh, room. Oh, my God. And my So this is why it's a pet peeve. Because it's getting to the point where almost every time I go to teach, like something is not right. And I'm like – what is going on, okay? We're not operating on people's brains. It's fucking fitness. The air conditioning HVAC system should work, okay? If you can't manage air conditioning for strength and hit classes, then maybe you should just stick to yoga, okay? That's number one. <laughs> you have to be able to support every methodology that you offer because you're asking people to pay – And you're asking your instructors to manage a room. I cannot ask people to do burpees in 80-degree heat in a box. That makes no sense. That would be terrible on my part, right? So at minimum, your shit should work. Mark's face right now that I'm saying this publicly, but I don't care. I really know. This is who I am, like, okay? Um, And we love you. The HVAC system should work. Zoom should work. The microphone should work. The like everything that I need to come in and teach the class, I should have all the weights, equipment right. that you I need, right? Like need we ran out thing. of weights two weeks ago. It's just like again, it's it's not neuroscience. It's where we're, I'm not asking for like fifty seven scalpels. Do you know what I mean? It's like hello. It's it's just it's it's very it's very annoying, and I'm I'm just like listen, I'm not coming back. I'm not doing this shit. I'm not I'm not doing this. I don't make enough money to do this. And it's just, quite frankly, for me, it's. it feels embarrassing to not have like a minimum like level of consistency when you're, it's not like the classes are 10 bucks. We're not at the YMCA, right? It's not, if it was a free class, I could be like, you know what, suck it up. You didn't pay for it. But... <laughs> That's just where we're rocking in the boutique fitness space, which is very competitive. It's very expensive. And there are there are places where if something breaks, it is fixed almost immediately, right? There's like people running into the room to fix stuff. That's what I want. Okay. So I'm annoyed.
1: That makes sense. But I'm assuming you've provided that feedback to the appropriate authorities for Listen, I Okay,
0: this is... I will say this for anyone who's also cringing, like Mark is. I do speak up. I do. Yeah. I And I'm sure my name is all over every manager's closing paperwork. Ashley Mitchell is having a meltdown, again, <laughs> over the things that aren't being done, again. Right? So I do speak up. I'm not being shady on my podcast and then yeah. not telling anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I really do say to them, I'm not coming back <laughs> <laughs> until... This is—they probably think I'm a diva, but like honestly, I just feel like it's the minimum. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think your students appreciate it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I—I I think that they probably find it funny at this point because, <laughs> well, especially as people have been meeting me in person, like they've been saying, "Oh, you're much shorter than I thought you would be." I'm like, "Yeah," because I talk a lot, <laughs> talk a lot of shit. I posture. I probably seem like I'm in five seven, five eight.
1: 10 feet. (laughs) Yeah,
0: definitely like five, three and three quarters. Okay. Um, Now that we've gotten that out of the way, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, Okay. So today we are talking about disrupting your inner narrative. And I actually think that this is important to talk about today as we're coming off of not releasing any episodes for 2 weeks because we literally could not find the time, the energy, the capacity, the just anything. Yeah. Um to record and and for me I have stuff around that, right? Around showing up around Doing what you say, doing what you say you're going to do around keeping a schedule around perfectionism.
1: You're a Capricorn, right?
0: (laughs) A Capricorn living in a white supremacist society. Yes. (laughs) Um. So there's that. There's also I want to talk about a little bit of schedule changes for me that have that are like you know in the works right now. I also want to talk about um, imposter syndrome a little bit. Oh wow! And I also want to talk about this is this is on my mind all the time as a trainer. Um, the idea of excuses versus reasons. All over the internet, you'll hear you'll hear trainers. You know, no excuses. Fuck your excuses. It just like this narrative around fuck it, get it done and how I feel like I get it. I get where that's coming from. I get it, I get it, I get it. But also, who are you to say what someone's excuses are versus like what legitimate reasons or barriers that might be there for that person or which, which may also be internal Right, I don't know. I just I there's a lot of things floating around for me. I don't know if we'll get to all of them because I don't want this podcast to be long. But that's sort of what's on the surface for me. What about for you?
1: I, I think certainly all of the above. I mean, I, I do think that um, you know the whole conversation around disrupting your na- narrative is is a is a huge one It's something that you know, I've had to go through in my life. I watch you have to go through it. We have gone through it as a couple. And to your last point. We continue to. Right. I mean, it's just, it is, it is a normal, it is a normal thing. But to your last point around like, you know, just rise above, eliminate excuses, just get it done. The thing that is missing in there that I've always had a problem with is it presupposes that everybody has the same main thing that they want to get done, right? So like if your number one thing, Really easy, right? It was, it's, it's, it's Zion, right? I, I, I watch how you show up for him. And, and on any given day, he is absolutely the priority, the unequivocal priority. 100%. Right? Exactly right. For others, they may not be parents. They may have other priorities. Whatever their top priority is, you f- figure out as best you can how to optimize for that and everything else has to be secondary. You make trade-offs. Yes. When people say, you know, your gym time, just fucking show up and get it done. That presupposes that on everyone's calendar, the gym <laughs> is one or two.
0: We, we don't, we don't all have the same priorities. We don't all have the same 24 hours in a day.
1: 100%. And the conditions and the environment and yes, all, of that. That's all that, of that. That's what's bullshit about the statement. I love the concept of yes. you have to prioritize your time, but it, 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 it feeds into this it society level. It feeds into shame level, and failure. Right. And that's the narrative, right? Like that is the narrative that quite frankly have been ingrained in so many of us, whether yeah. it's because of, you know, how you were brought up in your household, your siblings, your like, you know, I was grown uh, up uh, Catholic, which has its own, right? Yeah, it does. Stuff. Right. But like all of those things is, is what... Creates the internal excuses as to why you can't become or do something different, right? They all hold you back.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I and And, you know, I feel this human pressure, and I say human because I know that I'm far, far, far from alone, to... Oh God, to be a wonderful wife to you, to love and care for myself, to take care of our son to the best of my ability every single day, twenty-four hours a day, to work out, to drink water, to nourish my body, to remember to take my vitamins, to text people back, to empty out my inbox, to make time for my friends, to get to bed on time, to get eight hours of sleep, to And so, and and I say this from a really privileged place. I have resources available to me that a lot of people don't have. And of course, there are people who have many more resources than I do, right? But if I'm having such a hard time, I can't imagine how a lot of other people might be feeling. And then, you know, when it, when you put on the added pressure of like no excuses or fuck your excuses I just think that number 1 it it puts too much personal responsibility and not enough focus on systemic issues such as childcare or affordable housing or transportation or whatever it might be and then it It just, um, to your point, it paints everybody with the same brush. Mm -hmm. And I think that in general, most of us are juggling too many priorities. And we've talked about this before. I think like the very first episode, everything, everything can't be a priority. You have one or two, maybe three priorities, but everything can't be a priority.
1: That's exactly so right. Then,
0: so then maybe maybe I choose to not work out because the priority is, like, my son needs me. Or it might be the only hour that you and I have to be a husband and wife together. Or maybe it's the only hour I have to sit down and read a book without my phone or whatever, right? So, like, it's not an excuse. There are other things that I need to take care of. And for someone who has no child care and no family nearby, when I hear fuck your excuses, my response is, no, fuck you. (laughs) You don't know me. You don't know my life. You don't know the boundaries that I have to put up. You don't know, you know, what it's like to fucking sit in a closet and cry because I don't know what my options are and I'm just trying to do everything all at once right right like they're not excuses they're they're reasons and I'm doing the best I can with the support and resources that I have
1: and, and I think like we haven't gotten to action steps but I I think it's a natural point to kind of call that out which is The way, one of the ways in which you can combat this inner narrative or even society-based narrative is to be really clear about what your specific priorities are on any given day yeah, and to be intentional about always weighing your next moment in relation to those priorities. Right. Because on the flip side of it, you can at least be assured that you made the best decision you could. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Given the options that you had. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. So, you know, for us, and even using this podcast as an example, if we are to do all of the things, (laughs) we have to be hyper scheduled. There's just not a lot of wiggle room Right. We have to know going into the week, we have to know who's going to the gym at what time, who's taking what classes. Right. When is Zion have swim? When does Zion have music? Is is, you know, is actually going to lunch with anybody like all of these things have to be set so that we understand where our breaks are, where our time to ourselves Lies like all of these things. When are we going to record this podcast? Who's going to write the caption, right? All of these things, like who's editing the episode, all of these things has to be hyper-scheduled, which also is a lot of energy and effort. And it's really, and like we've had to come to that. We've had to say, okay, how are we in the way of the things that really matter to us? And what are some strategies that we can lean on? And as of right now, scheduling has been kind of the only thing that that is going to give us a chance of doing what we need to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I and I think the interesting thing for me because we did have to come to that, and for you know a while, we operated kind of under this um, ethos that foundationally said in any given week we'll just figure it out yeah and there's there's something to be said for that in the moment but I think it became a level of normal that ultimately became a contributor to stress totally and you know the, there was too
0: much there was too much room for anything to happen
1: <laughs> yes it, that's exact that's exactly right, right? And, and I think about you know, that pastor that you love to listen to, um, that you shared with me, he, you know, the point he made uh, during one of his sermons was, um, what is normal for you doesn't necessarily mean it's right for you. Yeah. And, you know, Say that, that again. Right? Say that again. What is normal for you doesn't mean that it is right for you.
0: That part.
1: And I think once we collectively realize that, like, our existing normal is not our best case and like what can we do to yeah to effectively flip the narrative and start to take more control over the life that we want versus kind of living the life that we thought was you know just the best that we could do at the at the moment right
0: right right um I hear I hear a lot of intentionality behind that yeah for sure which again to me goes back to reasons and not excuses I think lack of lack of time and lack of capacity is a real thing for a lot of parents like a lot of people are trying to to create certainty where there is none and and also trying to do it and get rest right like if I wanted to wake up at five to make sure I got my gym time in, yeah, I could totally do that. Okay, so on some level, you could say like, she's making excuses because like, there's always a time to go. The right. the gym opens at four. She could make right. time to go, right. right? But then let's look at the fact that my child doesn't go to bed until nine. Mm-hmm. By the time he falls asleep and and you are coming out of his bedroom, okay, so it's nine o'clock. What time have we had to be humans? if I was going to go to the gym at four or five, I would have already needed to be asleep so that I can get the rest I need to actually make it through the next day Yes, because the rest I need is going to affect not just my mental health, but also my metabolism. Also my like actual brain capacity to speak, to write, to be a human, to teach my classes. Right? Like it's not. So again, it's, it's, all of the external stuff in the world, and I keep using working out as as a example. And I know that's not the only one, but it's it's where I first encountered the no excuses sort of mantra, and it's where I see it pop up the most. But it's everywhere. It's truly everywhere. Um, and and so like uh, the the focus on just do it versus what are the possibilities for how you could do this and it fit within what you need for your life? Like we ask this a lot in the Courage Campaign, like what's holding you back? If a coach said to me, Ash, what's holding you back? And then gave me an opportunity to maybe problem solve some things with me, it could open up a whole new world of possibilities versus me being like, well, clearly I'm doing something wrong or clearly I'm not working hard enough or I haven't figured it out or right. If I could just be like this person over here, everything would be fine. And that's just not true.
1: You know, I, um, I am so glad that you went there because the, in kind of listening to you and processing, you know, your words around the no excuses thing, we've kind of made that point. I think the paradox that was existing in my head is that you know sometimes we create our own excuses that prevent our best self from showing up. So like if, yeah. I, if I was to think about like my narrative for much of my life, I hated public speaking. I wasn't good at it. That was what's inside my head, mm-hmm. right? Scarred from when I was probably like eight years old. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until I was put in, in a situation where I had no option., yeah. I had no excuse. I had to show up and speak yeah i started to get a glimpse of the energy that gave me Mm -hmm. and it started to become like one of my favorite things to kind of do and i think many people are hampered by that same thing so the paradox is like there are sometimes you are making your own excuses without really interrogating the why and other times we allow Society to make excuses for us or to pressure us to not prioritize our own life.
0: Yeah. I think that that's so important. That's what... That is what I would say is a huge lesson for me right now, just generally speaking, since I work with so many different types of people and so many different types of capacities, but all sort of under the umbrella of moving people forward and changing narratives it's fucking complicated humans are complicated and there's so much nuance in how we have to coach people because we're all coming from different places and we're all carrying different things and so to your point yeah there is there is something to be said about like your own bullshit and your own faulty narratives and black and white thinking. And there's something to be said about what what feedback society is giving you and how that shapes your inner narrative and how that shapes your relationship to courage and fear and being your best self or whatever like whatever it is that you are after. Both of those things are true. All of those things are true and then so how do you how do you operate within that how do you how do you how do you make change right that's that's why to me our conversations are so vital because we can come to each other and be like okay this is not working what do we do what do we do and we sit across the table from each other and sort of like try to map out you know what's what's bullshit i mean for you sometimes you will you will get in your own way and not do certain things for yourself because you are trying to make space for me since I'm always parenting. So sometimes you will deny yourself the sustenance you need to be your best self because you're looking out for me. And then I got to be like, no, 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 no. Right? We have to find a way to make it all work. It may not work every single day of the week, right? But there has to be enough of a balance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes, oftentimes, you know, in my head, it's either or versus and, and it needs to be and.
0: Yeah. 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 I totally agree with you. But when you're exhausted, it's really, it's hard to find the and.
1: Yeah. I mean, that that, you know, going back to your whole point around... You know, sleep and and whatnot. Look, I'm a shitty sleeper, but the reality is to trade off sleep for other things when it it influences like your executive functioning, like how you actually kind of deal with stress. Like so many things that happen during the day that send us into spirals are fueled by exhaustion.
0: 100%. It goes back to basic needs for me. I'm either tired or hungry or dirty when I'm at my angriest. One of one of those things has not been met.
1: That's fair. Yeah. And
0: sometimes it's Zion's fault, and sometimes it's my own fault, right? But you
1: I know. appreciate you leaving me out of that equation <laughs> because <laughs> I I know oh, no. I have a hand in that as well. You are in the equation. <laughs> it's just
0: that <laughs> I'm usually hungry or tired or dirty, <laughs> and then you're getting my nerves on top of it. But like, if one of those needs were met, then maybe you wouldn't be half as annoying. Nice. Yeah. I also think that, um, you know, this something that is is an, an inner narrative for me that I'm actively fighting against as a mom and as a woman is this idea of doing it all or having it all. That shit is such a scam. Yeah. And it just fuels for me more guilt, more shame, more perfectionism, more trying to do more for the sake of trying to keep up with God only knows who. And so I I started my 300-hour yoga teacher training it's once a month, one weekend a month for a year. And I, I, I just quit last, last, like Thursday or Friday. I sent an email and I, I dropped out of the program. And I dropped my Monday night classes. I, after next week, I won't be teaching them anymore. Because more is not better. Doing all of the things isn't giving me happiness. It doesn't make me happy when people are like, oh, my God, how are you doing it all? I'm like, I I cry. I don't know. Like, I, I'm pissed. I'm, it, you know, like.
1: I, the the thing, because I, obviously I, I watched you go through that whole thing. And I think the thing that is also really important to note here is. It's relatively easy to strip away the things in your life that don't bring you joy. Yeah. Both of yeah, those things that. I know brought you joy. Yeah. But in the big picture, like I watched you recalibrate. they it, also
0: it, bringing me to burnout.
1: Exactly right, yeah. and and I think so many people have difficulty with with that balance. But yeah. you know, joy comes through many forms, and if you have extreme joy in one case. And making that joy actually extracts from your ability to feel joy in other cases. Then there's kind of a...
0: Well, listen, if it were extreme joy, then I wouldn't have dropped out, right? right? Like, my extreme joy is not going to... I mean, it could for other people, but for me, it doesn't come from a yoga teacher training. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what I said to one of my friends is like, I have to let go of the things that are good so that I can have the things that are exceptional. That's brilliant. And that exceptional might be sitting at home on the couch and reading a book. It might be something else. It might be time with friends. It might be whatever, but I get to make that choice now. And just knowing that I have a little more space to breathe as a human. It already makes me feel so much lighter. But like it definitely, it definitely disrupts many narratives for me. It brings up stuff about being a quitter. It brings up like, this is going to make me cry. Now I'm one less black girl in that room. So representation wise it feels it feels like failure even though I know it's not right because I represent in so many other ways.
1: But, like right? and I don't want to cut you off but like you're that not. that that point is the point I was going to make. So yes, you're one less black girl in that room right now in that moment within the capacity of those walls. Yeah. One weekend out of a month and that's going to allow you to show up Better as a black mom, as a black human being, as a black partner, as a black community leader, as a black writer in so many other ways.
0: That's the hope. But I think about how, you know, my, my level of comfort with myself and my voice, I think about, you know, what I could have offered in that room in terms of my my willingness to put myself out there might have made perhaps the other brown people more comfortable to to speak up to to say like you know I think of it like when when you're watching the Olympics and there's the rabbit pushing the pace and cutting the wind for the runners I'm like I can I can do that right because like I am and I'm not assuming that other people are afraid but like I work there I know that like they know me. I know that they know how I operate. So there is some level of fearlessness that I can have in that room and say, I'm going to break the wind for you. I'm going to I'm going to cover for you so you just show up however the fuck you want. Yeah. And there's one person that's going to have your back, right? I'm upset that I can't be that. That's fair. Um it it challenges my narrative around um god more certifications more knowledge more 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 people want to see more another 300 hours may make me a better yoga teacher it may not it also just because I'm not doing it now doesn't mean I can't do it ever. exactly it also doesn't mean I can't take a weekend workshop or a one-week workshop or a one-day workshop if there was some skill set that I thought I wanted, right? But I still have to challenge that and saying, like, you can move forward and not in this way in, at this time, right? Again, going back to, like, my priorities, my why, my North Star, who am I and what am I seeking, just me not what everyone else wants to see from me not what right like the world asking for more money and more certifications and more time and more this and more that and more commuting and more just like what do I want yeah and I I really really want to be a person outside of you and Zion and I really want to I really want to be a person outside of what I do for other people. So I have to challenge all of the things that pull me away from what it is I most need right now. And that's really hard because nothing in my life is is bad, but not everything is exceptional.
1: You know, there is... um
0: And also, people listening, don't get hung up on the word exceptional Because I know what it means for me, right? So I'm not, like, chasing something that's, like... Like, I don't mean, like, you know, dining at the Four Seasons. Like, that's not what I... There's something... There's a meaning and a feeling for me that exceptional brings about that has nothing to do with perfectionism or anything. It's just, like... It's just something for me. I don't want people to get hung up on that word because they might.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I also... And, you know, if I'm misinterpreting, please, please correct me as as you normally would. Um, Oh,
0: wow. (laughs) But I
1: I also think that I think in the word exceptional is, is the word integrity and whether or not you are behaving on a daily basis in accordance with your core beliefs and going back to your North Star. Yeah, yeah. And when you're doing things that don't contribute to that, it's not exceptional so like exactly I, i'll yeah. just kind of add that the, the other point i was just going to make is in you know in business um you know people also often say that you know through chaos comes innovation hmm. right yeah but we don't necessarily always apply it to our own lives and when things are most chaotic are oftentimes if we allow the moment to kind of sit with us are the times that allow us to really go inside and figure out how to innovate ourselves and that's what i'm witnessing with you that's
0: really interesting right. because i would because i want to push back on it but there's something really intriguing about that that i need to sit with a little bit more because the chaos also drives me mad but you're right it does force it does it, it is a forcing function right
1: it, for, it forces a reckoning because you can either continue in the chaos,
0: but that's also like because I want it.
1: That, maybe absolutely. that's
0: maybe that's what I have a problem with is because like the chaos can absolutely take you down and out.
1: One hundred and fifty percent. All right, just okay. I but, just that, but that, but to... that, but again, I think that what you the point you just made is is also what is true in business. Like people will like saying that and they like the concept of innovation, mm-hmm. but they never allowed themselves to interrogate the chaos and really figure out like how much of this chaos is self-inflicted yeah. how much of this is waste yeah like yeah. how does it inform what we do next and i think that's the process that i'm good. saying is would yeah. be really great for people to apply themselves yeah
0: i i yeah because and also like we think about innovation as just this like ah, apple iphone kind of thing but like Innovation requires like iteration, right? Which which is nothing but fucking failure. 100%. Over and over and over again.
1: The the big gigantic piece piece of paper that now lives on our wall, which has our food plan.
0: For three weeks. Right.
1: But that but that shout out to Betsy. That was like that was innovation in our life that came through the chaos of trying to figure out what the hell and it's not like other people have clearly done it, but for us We had to navigate through all of the other stuff and priorities and to finally get to the point that this was something that we can control and something that could elevate our experience. So let's do that. It can be really simple or it can be really big. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So I want to ask you, as we sort of bring this moment to a close, do you have to go to work, by the way? Did you miss a meeting for this? No, I did not. Okay. I... I I feel like you should just connect your calendar to mine because I sometimes I worry if you're just like, you know, being a yes man to me <laughs> when <laughs> you should be protecting your time. Um what is one way, I'm putting you on the spot, you don't know I'm about to ask this. Damn. What is one way that you are going to disrupt your narrative this week?
1: Wow. I think probably the biggest thing Mm -hmm. that I haven't yet done is to really pinpoint right here and now what narrative is getting in my way. And it's definitely going to be work-related, right? Because there's just a lot of stuff going on, not necessarily like all bad stuff, just a lot of stuff. And it is starting to test the limits of... Like myself, am I, do- am I do- making the right decisions? Am I doing right by my people? Am I doing right by the customers? Am I doing right by the business? Like, there's just so much going on. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of my old behaviors start to come up through when I was in college and just get shit done and there are no excuses and I'm just gonna kind of outwork this and all of that bullshit. That's what I feel bubbling up. Mm. And I know that never brings me to the right place. No. So it's And you can't Right, exactly you can't. right. Exact exactly right. I don't have that same choice. No. So so I, I think it's that and I will also say that, you know, I, I think it's recognizing that sometimes the biggest progress in challenging a narrative comes in the smallest moments. Right, Um, Like when you're just about to make a really tactical decision about what to do next with your time, just check yourself and like really ask, is this the best thing that I could be doing to contribute to the overall kind of North Star I'm looking for? So I don't know if that exactly answered your question. but
0: No, I think it's good enough. I'm going to hold you to it. Thank you. I'm not going to let you go down into a hole. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for telling me so that I could have your back.
1: Well, you told
0: everyone so <laughs> glad glad I asked. <laughs> Maybe now everyone can like dm you at the end of the week and be like, "Okay, how How'd you was do? it exactly How'd
1: you do and how about for yourself?
0: Yeah, for me, I just need to since since everything is happening right now, literally right now, I think I just kind of need to continue to remind myself that I'm. I haven't done anything wrong by offloading some of the things that I was doing. And while there might be things that are disappointing to me or others or whatever. I'm not doing anything wrong by putting myself first in this particular situation. And that um, that whatever I choose to do, whether that's rest or something else will be the next right step. I just have to trust that. I love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It's going to be a heavy journaling week for me. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean I I agree. And look, babe, you know, again, you are someone who um a decision you make today doesn't may mean it's it's locked in stone because the environment's forever changing. So yeah. I know that if you reach a point where you know, you reconcile you reconcile the fact that there were decisions made that don't sit with you Mm -hmm. you're going to remedy them and i think again i think for a lot of people they would never go back there um because like i've made the decision i'm going to move forward that helps out in a lot of scenarios but not all scenarios i think it's always remaining curious always giving yourself the opportunity to rethink is a great thing and i think that's that's what you've always showed up as
0: thank you that's what you do too thank you baby well everyone Welcome back
1: for us. Yay.
0: <laughs> um we're we're actively getting our shit together. So, you know, if I like I hope that everything we're putting in place means that we won't ever be away from you on plans again. That really wasn't the sentence. But you know that it worked. If if in the event that it happens, you'll know that we're just we're doing our best. And that's What we can give you. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Take care. Bye.
0: Bye.